With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here's Sam Maximan. Oh, it's brilliant. Taken away by Wicks. Let's Oh, it's glorious. And it's Ward Browsey who strikes it. Bamford shot. Oh, brilliant. The Pogba. Oh, what a finish. Came out to hit Menez. Picked that one out. What a goal by Harry Kane. Saka, 2-0. Jesse Lingard. Oh, thumping finish. The champions of 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, EPL Index proudly brings to you the best prediction podcast in the world, a tad predictable, with your host, Kiriwa Chanakira, and his guest, it's me, Jody McInnes. It's game week 16 and you know what that means, it's time for another brand new episode of A Tad Predictable. Uh, this week we're kind of heading back towards one guest a week. We, we had a bit of fun um, having multiple guests on throughout the, the, the busy period and we, we'll get back to that in due course, don't you worry, because uh, the games in December will be coming thick and fast, but... As I mentioned, we only have one guest this week, and without further ado, the champ is here. <laughs> Bank it or burn it, champion 2020 2021, Jody McKennis. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me back. I'm very excited to be here. And you officially start your defense today. How, how are you feeling? You think you, you reckon you can go back to back? Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely ready to challenge my title. 100%. Let's bring awesome. it on. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Well, look, we've got a pretty spicy schedule this coming game week. And obviously, the games start on Friday this week. Um, but yeah, so I thought, you know, just kind of talk through how life's been being the champion. You know, you know, as champ, you know, champions usually get some nice perks. Was was the dressing room a lot better this time around as as the champion? Uh, did they treat you right backstage? Yeah, it's pretty pimped out. I can't I can't lie. I've got a nice big fat uh, trophy sitting here next to me, which I wake up to every day, which I'm very very pleased with. I shine it every morning. It's my morning <laughs> ritual. Um, but yeah, no, the guys are looking after me very well. So happy to reclaim my title this year and maybe even get some bigger and better perks heading into next season. We'll see see how we go. Oh my word! I I don't know if our budget is that big. I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't know if our budget. Maybe. Hopefully, it will get that big. Um, but guys, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see if it gets bigger. Hopefully, it gets bigger. Um, but Jody, some spicy fixtures coming up this week, and let's kick it off with a Friday fixture. As I mentioned earlier, um, this weekend, this game week starts with a Friday fixture: Brentford versus Watford. Now depending on which version of these teams show up 
it could be a really spicy game. Mm. Um, but, you know, it, it's been interesting because Brentford kind of secured that crucial draw against Leeds um, to kind of end the, the three-game three game week with four points out of nine, which isn't bad. It's not bad, especially with the slump that they had um, before this run of games. Um, obviously, they'll be keep looking to keep the momentum going against the Watford side, who basically all they did was just get Ollie out of Man United and <laughs> then decide not to do anything else. And I don't know how I feel about that. How are you feeling about this game? Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, I think Brentford will be looking for a comeback after their loss to Spurs during the week. So you didn't mention that one, but um, we we did get a cheeky little win against Brentford during the week uh, week with them. So, um, But then, yeah, I think their draw to Leeds over the weekend as well definitely um, will warrant some kind of comeback for them, I think. Um, but they're at home. Um, and I think the Brentford crowd are always up for it when they're at home at Brentford. Um, I think their crowd really make a difference for them. So I think in this one, it's it's going to be a massive differentiator for them. Um, but yeah, Watford, poor old Watford. <laughs> like you said, they haven't been having a very fun time lately other than that <laughs> that game you just mentioned um, against Man U, which really was a bit of a fluke for them. So um, I think in this one, I think Brentford will, you know, want to take this one out. Um, I actually think Watford will be up for it. Um, I think after their poor results lately, I can see them challenging for a goal. Um, but I think Brentford will win. Um I think Watford will want to get a goal in though. So I think I'm going to say, I'm going to say 2-1 to Brentford. Um, I think, yeah, I think Watford will be up for the challenge, but Brentford will definitely take this one out. So I'm going to say 2-1 to Brentford. 2-1, a solid 2-1 win for Brentford in that one. And as I mentioned, that that would then keep the momentum going for them. Um, and, and obviously speaking of keeping momentum going, are you then now approaching these scoreline predictions especially for these first five games a little bit differently because you got Banker or Burnish to think about or <laughs> does that is that an uh, an afterthought how, how does it work mm, I think it's a bit of an afterthought really um like Banker or Burn it's its own little segment it's its own little thing I gotta gotta think about that um in its own right so definitely has a little bit of sway um in terms of my Banker or Burn it predictions but the game overall game predictions I think you know that they're they're their own they're their own thing for me. Awesome stuff. I hope I hope everyone's <laughs> taking notes. Um, you know, uh, this is the champ speaking, so we we, we yeah. better pay attention. <laughs> Look, um, from my perspective, Brentford versus Watford. I I, I I was impressed with the fight that Brentford showed in the draw against Leeds. Mm. Um, I thought the game against um, Spurs Spurs kind of stifled them quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so that was quite a toothless performance. That that's why I suppose the the Leeds game was a bit more promising from their perspective. Um, so it will be interesting to see. That's why I mentioned at the beginning which Brentford is going to show up, and and obviously which Watford shows up. I mean, it's a bit unfair to to kind of um, gauge how they were going to perform in this game when you look at their previous game was against Man City, and Man City have been kind of rumbling into form of late and and they look uh, quite 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 a scary proposition for anyone at the moment um but yeah i think in terms of score predictions i'm i'm going to go oh <laughs> it's a tough one 
It's a tough one. I had 2-2 two, two written here, so I think I, I'm just going to stick with it. <laughs> um, you almost talked me into a 2-1. I, I could see. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with the 2-2 two, two in this one. I think Watford show a little bit of fight, and hopefully that helps them going forward with their fixtures. But I mentioned this team a little bit earlier, um, Manchester City, or just a minute ago, should I rather say, Manchester City. They're our next game. They go up against Wolves, uh, a Wolves side that... You know, having ridden their luck a little bit, I think is fair to say, against Liverpool, to then lose it so late, I think would have been heartbreaking. Um, I definitely think Liverpool were the better team in that game. But having gone through all that and, you know, come out the other end, in, you know, um, I think it was just unfortunate for Wolves to then concede. Um, they... They need to get scoring goals again. That has been a big issue for them of late. They started off the season struggling to score goals and we were kind of calling them, you know, the Brighton of, of this season. And then they got a bit of form in the goal scoring um, and, and that's dried up again now. So I, I wonder I wonder how they're going to be able to address that. But in terms of, you know, keeping things solid at the back, I think defensively they look really good. And maybe that's kind of, you know, the sacrifice that they've had to make is be a bit more solid defensively, but not so adventurous going forward. And, and we'll see um, we'll see whether that is the case in this one. But I mean, I, I don't know how I don't know how they're going to be able to 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 break down Man City. I mean, if, if you're struggling to score goals, you don't really want to be playing um, Man City, <sighs> not this version of Man City anyway. Jody, help us out here because um, <laughs> I've I've got a I've got a three-one Man City win. Uh, do you have something different, or what, what are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I think Man City are definitely showing that they want to win the league this year. Um, they've had straight wins, I think, in their last seven games over all the competitions so far, um, and I think they're sitting in first place at the moment. Um, and their last defeat, I think, was against Palace, which was at the end of October. So yeah, they're they're definitely they're definitely challenging for it at the moment. Um, I think in terms of Wolves, as you said, they had a pretty I think they had a pretty decent game against Liverpool um, up until Origi came on out of nowhere and took the win for Liverpool. So I think they challenged well against Liverpool. Um, I think they're defending pretty well, um, which I think has massively helped them out this season, considering, you know, the lack of end product, as you've mentioned, um, scoring goals has been a massive problem for them. So, um, yeah, I think Man City have dominated over Wolves in the last couple of years, um, which isn't surprising, really. It's Man City, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I don't think this game's going to be much different. Um, I think the run of form that City are on at the moment will be too much for Wolves. Um, and I, I actually don't see Wolves scoring in this one. Um, so I'm going to say 2-0 to City. Ah, interesting. 2-0, a nice routine 2-0 <laughs> win for City in that one. And, and, you know, the fact that Wolves have been solid defensively, I think, um, bodes well for your score prediction there. And, you know, just some housekeeping in terms of time when we recorded this. Uh, it, you know, the Champions League games haven't finished yet for us, so we won't know the final result for Man City yet. Um, but that's obviously probably going to be a change side for Man City. So I don't know how much that form, you know, 
goes into the Premier League. I mean, I know Liverpool squad is going to be very heavily rotated. I'd imagine Man City is going to be rotated as well. So um, bear, bear that in mind as well, guys. Um, yeah, so... 2-0 for you, 3-1 for me. We'll move on to the next game. And oh my word, I, I guess you're going to enjoy speaking about this this team <laughs> because <laughs> they are your rivals um, as our resident Spurs fan. We we move on to our next game in Arsenal versus Southampton. Now, Arsenal uh, can't seem to hold on to a lead at the moment, unfortunately for them. They, they were 1-0 up against Everton uh, in a game that had a really boring first half from my perspective. Um, I think the, the XG was something stupid. I, I remember texting that to to one of my friends. Um, and then if you look at the second half, I mean, Arsenal going to that into halftime with the lead in that, ga- in that game. And then in the second half, they just didn't know how to control the game to see it out. They concede, you know, after countless VAR escapes from them, they finally concede um, and then go on to just lose control. And maybe, you know, having such young players and a young manager on top of that, it's very difficult for them to to kind of know how to control games and especially tough away grounds like Goodison Park, despite how hostile it's been of late. Um, but yeah, that first half, 0.22 versus 0.0, I mean, versus 0.14 expected goals in, in, in that first half. So you can you can see what kind of a doozy that was. But they come up against uh, a Southampton side who have put together a couple of draws. Um, maybe they would have been uh, very disappointed with the way in which the ending of their game over the weekend went against Brighton. They had the three points, um, goalkeepers injured, whether it's the goalkeeper or the coach that needs to pull him off. Um, that's a debate for another podcast. I don't think we have the time to debate that, but they end up, you know, conceding off of something that I don't think they would have ordinarily conceded off of. And, and it's a, it's a clear mistake. And as I said, who gets most of the blame? At, um, that can be debated, but. Yeah, a couple of draws. One of the draws, especially probably uh, points lost, than necessarily point, a point gained. Um, and at the very least, it stopped that rut of the two losses in a row for them. Um, oh, Jody, I, I don't. <laughs> it almost seems like I don't know what to make of a lot of these games. But mm. Arsenal, they're going to be at home. They need a reaction, right? And then yeah. also Southampton. They need to start picking up some wins because the bottom of the table is starting to creep up on them. This is a <laughs> difficult game for both teams, I, I think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I caught the end of the Everton match last night and that goal by Demar Gray was was pretty all-time, I think. Yeah. Um, it made for some pretty amusing viewing on AFTV. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, I think Arsenal have definitely seen some improvements. But like, you know, as you said, they've struggled in their last few games. Um, Man U and Liverpool, yeah, it wasn't good for them. Um, yeah, Southampton are coming in. I think they haven't won in any of the last four games, I think it is, um, for them. So, yeah, they're not having a very good time either. Um, Southampton don't have the best record um, against Arsenal, um, and I think they seem to struggle in their away matches as well. Um and I think they're also out a few players. So, um, yeah, I, 
fortunately, I don't think it's going to go down too well for Southampton. Um, I think, as you mentioned as well, I think Arsenal will do whatever they can to show up after their recent defeats. And, you know, after last night's game, I think they're going to be pretty much up for it this weekend. I don't want to do this. Um, I feel like I've done this back to back now. And I really am so sorry to all the Spurs fans who are listening to this, but I just don't think Southampton are going to win this one. I think I'm going to have to say it's a 1 0 win to Arsenal. Uh, 1 0 win. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Look, um, yeah, from my perspective, I think the reaction from Arsenal. It's going to be at the very least spirited and aggressive because it, it has to be. Um, they're, they're the home team. They're going to be under a lot of pressure from their crowd, I feel. And yeah. it seems to me with this Arteta team that just when it seems that the questions really get really hot for him and, and he's, you know, and he's under the cosh in terms of is he the next manager to be fired? The team always steps up. <laughs> the team always somehow steps up for him. Yeah. Um, so, I, which is a good thing in terms of you know the players playing for him. I, I, I never like when you know when rumors of oh the the players have down tools um, because they they want the manager gone. I, I'm not a fan of that. So hopefully a, a, a decent Arsenal turns up. Um, from Southampton's perspective, as I said, the disappointing draw last time around—it's it, snatching—it's <laughs> snatching a draw out of the jaws of victory there for for some odd reason for them. But you know, you mentioned they don't have a good record against Arsenal. I'm worried about, even though it's not necessarily a Wenger type Arsenal, and, and we've been a, a couple of years removed from that now. Um, but I'm—I still think that technical triangle passing of Arsenal especially out from the back if Southampton try to press them isn't it's not going to go down well for Southampton um, mm -hmm. because I, I don't associate them with a really um, disciplined pressing team and Arsenal kind of invite you to press them and if, if you don't have a set game plan to um, handle that you could get sucked in and mm -hmm. I'm worried that uh, the likes of Chair Adams will get sucked into something like that, and and yeah, so I've gone two nil. I've gone two nil to to Arsenal, which is weird because <laughs> I mean, Boha, the the Chelsea loanee at Southampton, he looks decent. Uh, he looks hungry for goals, and if he does score in this one, it definitely wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me. But in terms of just um, my score prediction, I, I've gone with a two nil. I just have a funny feeling that mm. Arsenal are going to react with. Yeah. A, 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 a result that they usually react with when when Arteta is in trouble. But <laughs> um, we move on to teams that are in trouble, in inverted commas. I don't think Chelsea are in that much trouble. I'm, I'm just <laughs> joking here. But, you know, they obviously suffered defeat against West Ham last time out. And they're facing a lead side who did get that draw um, over the weekend. Uh, we mentioned it when, when we were talking about Brentford with our first game. But Jody, I think the biggest story of this game, despite, you know, Chelsea and their 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 bid to get back on track um, for their title challenge, I think the big story is that your boy Paddy B is back. <laughs> he came back yeah. last time against Brentford when they were two one down and yeah. it was perfect that he then got the equalizer. I thought that was a beautiful moment 
coming back from injury, but let me not <laughs> hog the time that we have allocated for Chelsea versus Leeds. I don't know if you have uh, a soliloquy, a monologue yeah. that you have for, for your boy, Paddy B, Patrick Bamford, but what do you reckon this game is going to entail? Yeah, I mean... My boy Paddy B, as you mentioned, he's back now and he had that amazing last-minute goal against Brentford on Sunday, which was all-time. However, <laughs> he's not really my boy anymore because... I don't oh, know no. What happened? <laughs> what happened? What happened? Well, he's been absent, hasn't he? So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's not he's not my boy anymore. Sorry, oh. sorry, Patrick Bamford, but um, I'm here to say goodbye to you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You heard it here first. Yeah. Great sorry, guys. Um... <laughs> I think given the start of the season, um, you know, the way both these teams have been playing kind of opposite ends of the spectrum, I think this is a match that Chelsea should be winning pretty comfortably. Um, you know, Leeds have slipped pretty far down the table. But as we've said, Paddy B is back now. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to this match. Um, I do really enjoy watching my boy. I, he is a secret little. I do like watching <laughs> <laughs> Now he's back. It will be fun to watch. Him and Rafinha, I think, have a good little thing going on. So um, Leeds are always such a fun team to play. And I think when they're playing Chelsea, it's it's definitely going to be one to watch. Um, I think Leeds will definitely be looking to show up in this one. Um, but I think based on the history of these two, Chelsea definitely have the clear advantage. Um yeah, I think Chelsea are going to look to want to take this one again. Last time they played each other in March this year, they drew nil all. Um, but I think Chelsea will be too strong for Leeds, even you know with the return of their key players such as Patrick Bamford. Um, yeah, I actually do. You know what? I actually think there's going to be quite a few goals in this one. Um, I think I'm going to say three two to Chelsea. Ooh, what a game! Yeah, what a game that, that would be. <laughs> you know what? I, I like that scoreline. I'm not brave enough to give that scoreline, but I do <laughs> like it because I I think Bamford coming back will be such a big lift to Leeds. Yeah. And I, every time I've seen them and, I, and I've been paying close attention to them over the last couple of weeks, they're playing good football. They're building mm -hmm. up really well. They just don't have the end product. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, if their talisman is now coming back into the team, mm -hmm. This is a perfect, perfect moment for him to come back um, yeah. and, and kind of start finishing off some of those moves that are kind of going wasted with, with the guys that they do have up front. And, you know, it's obviously a little bit of shade, but no no ill intent meant with that shade to the people that have been deputizing when Patrick Bamford hasn't, you know, been there. But they, you know, facts are facts. They haven't lived up to what he brought for the team last season. Obviously, yeah. Rafinha's carried the bulk of the weight this season. Um, Tyler Roberts came through with the goal, you know, last time around. So it, it it will be good to add Patrick Bamford into that and and bring his firepower into their team. So yeah, look, hmm. I, I I like your scoreline. I hope that's the game we get because mm -hmm. this is certainly one of the games that I'm going to be keeping an eye on this weekend. I yeah. know that it is also one of those games that is at that dreaded um, time slot if you are in the UK, that, that three o'clock kickoff game. <laughs> and guys, if, if you want to make sure that you're watching these three o'clock games without any fuss, any hassle, you definitely need to link up with our presenting sponsors, Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield are a VPN provider and you can check out their services at libertyshield.com. You can save... You can save... <laughs> 
what is going on i opened the wrong thing again <laughs> this is just ridiculous I'm going to start soon. And guys, if you definitely want to catch those three o'clock games, I mean, there's only one way to do it. I highly recommend, you know, it link up with our boys and girls at Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield is a VPN provider. You can find them at libertyshield.com. You guys will also be able to get a new coupon code uh, for Liberty Shield, it's EPL five nine nine. We've been able to hook that coupon code for you guys. It's uh, it's valid until the thirty first of January next year. So that that's a very nice extended festive period discount. It will discount a monthly software subscription bought on Liberty Shield's website by five pounds ninety nine, which means you will get your 48 hour free trial as a standard and then your first month of vpn for only one pound like that is absolutely nuts when i when i look at that um guys it it will revert back to the full price of 6.99 per month after that first month but you guys can log in and cancel it anytime before that subscri- subscription kicks in um guys liberty shield has awesome features it, it it has privacy it has security basically you can hide your ip address from anyone for example hackers by encrypting your internet traffic you can avoid geo blocks and government imposed restrictions to access any website as i mentioned those dreaded three o'clock kickoffs um, especially if you're in the uk all you have to do is set your liberty shield up and you're able to search for the game that you want to watch. It will find the, the right channel for you. Um, and, you know, especially like Supersport in South Africa shows every game. So if you're ever in doubt and you've got Liberty Shield, you just log on to Sup- the Supersport channel that it offers. And you're going to be able to watch any Premier League game you want. There's American TV on there. As I mentioned, I'm a huge fantasy football guy in terms of uh, american football i'm a huge american football fan i'm not doing so well in, in in my fantasy leagues um this season i've been tinkering way too much with my team but next year is next year um but guys yeah definitely go check out liberty shield also go check out our other presenting sponsors eplindex.com they obviously present this podcast in association with the awesome guys at liberty shield jody so hi we've got that game which i think is going to be exciting you've gone three two i hope it's somewhere along those lines because i think it could be a really fun game i've been more pragmatic with my score <laughs> i think i think i've gone with one nil to chelsea <laughs> I know. I just think. Come on, dude. I just think after such yeah. such a big game in terms <laughs> of the amount of goals that Chelsea saw go past them in their previous game against West Ham, it was three two in that game. Obviously, you know, against Chelsea this time around, I think Tuchel's going to become very pragmatic in this game to just stable things quickly. Let's not get into some sort of rut or, or bad habits. Let's shut everything down. Get our one goal. Um, you know, it's at home. They haven't. They they don't necessarily play the most beautiful football, 
but they play effective football. They play efficient football. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he's just going to make things very pragmatic, bank on the fact that they've got talented guys that can get a goal and, and kind of move on to the next game. And you know what? We'll move on to the next game. And it's Liverpool versus Aston Villa. Now, obviously, this is the last game that is eligible for your bank it or burn it for this game week. Um, it's Steven Gerrard's return to Anfield, but he'll be in the way dugout this time <laughs> around. Um, there will be no doubt a warm welcome for the Liverpool legend. I mean, but you know what? I'm assuming the moment the whistle blows for the game to start until the game ends, he's not really going to get that much sympathy and, and Liverpool fans will, will want to beat um, Aston Villa in this one because they can't afford to be drawing or losing games. You can't... Yeah, I'm not even going to get into the arguments that I've seen of late that, oh, I hope Liverpool only win by one goal or, oh, wouldn't a draw? We'll be fine rest of the season if we get a draw. You know, it doesn't work like that in the Premier League. you got to win when you can. Forget that the other manager is managed by a person that you rate really highly. That is absolutely ridiculous for me. So, you know what? Hopefully, um, hopefully they do well. We'll see. We'll see how they do. But what are you thinking for Liverpool versus Aston? I'm going to start start off here. I'm, uh, I think Liverpool, in terms of goal scoring, have been doing really well. Aston Villa have looked composed, but they came unstuck against Man City, and I think they're going to come unstuck against Liverpool as well. Um, they've, I, I think Aston Villa definitely get a goal in this one, and it's interesting because I've, I've kind of matched the scoreline with the Man City scoreline. So Liverpool and Man City get the same exact score from me. It's a 3-1 Liverpool win. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, def Liverpool are definitely showing up um, this season. You know, they're definitely showing that they want to challenge for the league again. Um I think, you know, they're unlucky against West Ham, but have been pretty much unstoppable this season. Um, and I think, you know, they were really lucky to grab that last minute goal when Origi came on, as I mentioned before, um, against Wolves. I feel like they've just been really, really lucky. Um, they're, they're so talented, you know, they're so, so talented, but they're also so, so lucky, I feel. Um, Salah's been pumping out the goals, though, hasn't he? Um, and he's just, you know, he's been keeping my fantasy team in check, really. Um, <laughs> he, he's been holding the fort for, for it. Um, you can always rely on Salah to pump out those goals. So, um, you know what? I'm so scared for the Spurs-Liverpool game. It's coming up next weekend, and I am absolutely bricking it, really. Um, but that's that's another that's another game for another week. Um, but in terms of this match, I think Villa have been all over the place this season, really. Um, I think Ingsy's um, banged a few goals for them, but he's injured again, so I don't think he's going to be doing anything for him, for them in this one. Um, but I think, as you mentioned, it's going to be interesting to see how they show up at Anfield with Gerard in charge. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that, you know, pans out for them. Um, and if, you know, that has any effect on their hunger for the game, which I'm sure it will. Um, but yeah, I don't think Villa have the best record at Anfield. Um, to be honest with you, I actually don't think they're going to be able to get a goal in this one. Um, I think just with the way that Liverpool has been playing lately, um, I think the crowd's going to be heavily on Liverpool's side, especially with Gerrard in the opposing sideline as well. Um, so I'm going to go out all out and I'm going to call a 3-0 win to Liverpool for this one. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you're braver than I am. 
You've been very <laughs> brave with your scores today, and I like it. I dig it. This is awesome. Let, let's see how brave you are with your bank or burner, because Jody, defending champ, it's time for you to start your campaign, your back-to-back season campaign. Um, <laughs> obviously, last time around we had, last time around we did bank it or burn it, uh, was a couple of weeks back. We had Alex Letizia. She was in the finals with you last time around. She's declared that this is a revenge tour for her or redemption to revenge slash redemption i don't know if it, if it was decided which one it is um but certainly you've got the back-to-back campaign so you know everyone's starting to build their campaigns i, I guess executive producer guy drinker would be the hit and hope campaign because he's been shocking <laughs> in this game um and his mic is muted at the moment so it's brilliant i can chirp that um <laughs> but uh yeah so for those that are joining us for the first time, first and foremost, welcome. Um, it's good to have you. But Bank It or Burn It basically works like this. I'm going to give Jody 15 seconds on the clock. She's going to try and answer five questions in each of the five rounds before the 15 seconds runs out. So I'm going to read each question out and she's going to shout Bank It if she thinks the scenario will happen. Or she'll shout Burn It if she thinks the situation will not happen. So as we mentioned last time around, Alex got 12 out of 15. It wasn't enough to, to, to kind of take the current leader off of the top, who is Jake Jackman, the OG of Bank It or Burn It. So he's got 15 out of 25. That's the score to beat at the moment on our leaderboard. Let's see how you get on. Do you want me to read the questions so you can kind of get your, your head around them and then we can get going? Yes, please. That'd be great. Awesome. Okay. So we've got Brentford versus Watford, obviously the first fixture, Man City Wolves, the second fixture, Arsenal versus Southampton, Chelsea versus Leeds, and then Liverpool versus Aston Villa. Question A is total passes by both teams over 850. B is over three offsides. C is over 30 clearances. D is outside the box goal. And E is knee slide goal celebration. Oh, you got those? Back. <laughs> you got those? I got them. The knee okay. slide at the back. Yeah, I got them. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> and guys, if you do play at home, as always, do send in your predictions um, over to at ATAD Predictable on Twitter. So do play along as we go on and definitely try to get your answers in in 15 seconds if you are playing at home as well no cheating please all right jody brentford versus watford your time starts now total passes by both teams over 850 burn over three offsides bank it over 30 clearances bank it outside the box goal burn it nice like goal celebration burn it wow Awesome stuff with time to spare. That is great. All right. So we're off to a good defense of your title. Um, that, that was pretty confident. How, how did you feel that first round went? Yeah, yeah. I think it was okay. I'm warming up slightly. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's, been, it's been a few months since I've been in the, in the Banquet or Burnet game. So, but I'm dusting off the, uh, the old... <laughs> the old cobwebs? The old cobwebs. Yeah, all good things. <laughs> Awesome stuff. Okay, so we'll move on to round two. Man City versus Wolverhampton. Your time... Whoa. Your time... I had started your time by mistake. Your time starts 
Now, total pass by both teams over 8.50. Bank it. Over three offsides. Bank it. Over 30 tip clearances. Burn it. Outside the box goal. Burn it. Knee slide goal celebration. Burn it. Ooh. That's an interesting one. You gave a 2-0 on that one as well. So mm. I'm, I'm very interested in that one. Um, all right, let's move <laughs> on. Let's move on. I'm not going to question the champs' methods here. Uh, okay, we move on to Arsenal versus Southampton. Your time starts now. Total passes by both teams over 8.50. Bank it. Over three offsides. Burn it. Over 30 clearances. Bank it. Outside the box goal. Burn it. Knee slide goal celebration. Bank it. Ooh, a bit of hesitation there. <laughs> a bit of hesitation. All right, all right. Okay. The champ is shaking a bit here. That's the, is the pressure getting to her? You know what? I caught a 1 0 to that one. So I'm thinking if there's one goal, it's going to have to be an Oh, oh my word. You better hope it's like Aubameyang Aubameyang, or something. That's what I was going to say. That was my shout. So come on, guy. (laughs) Make it work. Oh, my goodness me. The champ is on the ropes, people. (laughs) This is this. I don't think I've seen the champ this this shaken up. Um, Wow. All right. Chelsea versus Leeds. Let's go. Let's go. Your time starts now. Total pass by both teams over 8.50. Bank it. Over three offsides. Bank it. Over 30 clearances. Bank it. Outside the box goal. Bank it. Knee slide goal celebration. Burn it. Oh, no. That was going to be <laughs> that was gonna be a full round of bank it. Why would you tease I us like that? I think high scoring game as well is what I predicted. But um, I don't see anyone doing knee slides in that game. Wow. Mm. What a tease. <laughs> Four out of five bankers. Oh, You've been listening to this, haven't you? You're going to start doing them now. He's going to start, <laughs> especially after you just shaded him. You just shafted him. Uh, yeah. He's definitely doing a knee slide if he scores. But let's see what you think of Liverpool versus Aston Villa. Your time starts now. Total passes by both teams over 8.50. Bank it. Over three offsides. Bank it. Over 30 clearances. Bank it. Outside the box goal. Bank it. Knee slide goal celebration. Bank it. Dude, <laughs> you were cutting it close there. <laughs> oh my goodness me. What is wrong with you? Why Why? Why would you do that to me? Because <laughs> I certainly don't want to be blamed if someone doesn't make it the 15 seconds. So I, I was firing those questions off. I got it. <laughs> okay, okay. So. Um, but you finish off with banks it all round, which yeah. is a great way to finish things off. I think it, it leaves a nice symmetry. You know what? Um, there's a seventy percent chance of rain this weekend, so I'm pretty sure there's going to be some um, some knee slides on Saturday. You've only chosen two out of three knee slides, though. Yeah, but Salah's going to get one in. That's okay. What I okay. <laughs> well, look. As I said, that's the first time I've seen the champ this. This shaken up. You look like you're on the ropes, but hey, we'll see. We'll see. The the scorecards will reveal all uh, as you make your back-to-back campaign. <laughs> and looking to make back-to-back-to-back 
back wins, Manchester United travel to Norwich in a game where surely Man United will be looking to, as I said, make it back to back to back three (laughs) wins in a row and start getting their top four campaign properly underway against the Norwich side that just can't seem to catch a damn break. It's just, I think the world is against us. I mean, against Norwich. Um, It's like, what is going on? What is going on with Norwich? Like they're they're playing, Dean Smith's got them playing some decent football. Uh, But yeah, that, that Tottenham game, they didn't stand a chance, did they? They just you you had Pookie in the first like two minutes who had yeah. half a chance there. Maybe he puts that in and I don't wanna say he puts that in and the game is different because I still think Spurs would have scored I still think Spurs would have won it because it it would have been a goal too early mm. and given Spurs plenty of time to get back into the game and, and with the way the, the playing patterns went in that game, I think Spurs would have still won it. But yeah, so it it's been a tough tough run of games for Norwich I think whoever made the fixtures hates Norwich it's clear it's a conspiracy if we get relegated that's what I'm going with because you play Norwich I mean you you play Spurs um and then you've got Man United the next game yeah you know, and then you're thinking, okay, let's breathe a bit. Then you got a pissed off Aston Villa that just, <laughs> just got destroyed by Liverpool. Uh, you got to deal with that nonsense. And then after that, you got West Ham, who have a top four oh. title race to go for. And look, I could go on and on because they got yeah. Arsenal after that. Yeah, it's not good. It's not like, good. It's, it's not, not good. looking good. So you know what? Um, <laughs> the world is against Norwich. Um, and you know what? <laughs> to hell with the world. I'm going with a Norwich 1-0 win. I don't oh. care what anybody says. I don't care what the form book says. I know it's not a derby, <laughs> so form books don't go out the window in this one. But to hell with that. Norwich are causing an upset here. They're going to upset the apple cart. Man United wow. look like they're back, which means they're going to be confident. <laughs> they're going to be cocky. And they're going to come get beaten by Norwich 1-0. You have the same score, right? One nil Norwich, right? Buy it! Wow, that's amazing. Um, right, right. Yeah. One nil Norwich. Not, no? not, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Um, oh, two nil think... Norwich is it? <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think as you said, you know, in terms of United, I think this is a match that they think that they should be winning very easily because of the squad that they have. Um, I mean, I don't want to talk anymore about that that beautiful win on the weekend against Spurs. It was amazing um, for us. So, you know, you've you've done your bit there and you've given us <laughs> congratulations. So thanks for that. Um, I think, yeah, like you said, it was a pretty comfortable win for Spurs. Um, and I actually think, you know, it's going to be pretty much the same for Manu, I'm afraid. Um, I think Norwich have the advantage of being at home. Um, and I know, you know, the crowd will be right behind them. I think they're going to be pumped up for this one after, you know, the loss to Spurs. Um, I think Norwich will definitely be trying to fight for this one. Um, but, yeah, I think I see Manu taking the win, I'm afraid. Um, I'm going to say 2-1 to Manu. I think I'm hoping there's going to be two goals from Ronaldo since I've recently swapped him out for Kane on my fantasy team. So I really need to back up some points on my team there. So two goals from Ronaldo for me, please. Um, 2-1. Sorry. <laughs> whatever 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 
we move on. Oh God, it's Brighton versus Tottenham. Let me guess, fifty-five nil Tottenham. <laughs> after you just hated and buried Norwich. Sorry, Norwich. Along with the league, with their dodgy fixtures, but. Look, Brighton versus Tottenham. Brighton snuck a draw last time around uh, in that game against Southampton. Obviously, we spoke about that a bit earlier on. They'll be back home playing at the American Express Community Stadium. That's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> where there were there were some boos at the final whistle last time around, which Graham Potter kind of was shaking his head at, like he couldn't really believe. You know why? Like he was struggling to see why there were there were boos, and I get the frustration in terms of they're not getting wins on the board, and maybe that's where the frustration comes from—the not finishing teams off, not getting enough wins. But Brighton are in ninth place. Yeah. Like guys, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe the standards have been raised a lot more with the amount of times that they've been able to stay in the league and they're expecting to push on more. Uh, and maybe, you know, if you're looking at the likes of Leicester, who haven't played well, Everton haven't played well this season, um, maybe they're thinking this is a chance for us to capitalize and, and really go forward. And maybe it's because last season they saw this issue as well in that they couldn't turn draws into wins because they didn't have the clinical, uh, you know, shooting firepower up front. So may maybe all of that is what led to the boos, but I, I was very disappointed <laughs> with the yeah. fans booing um, the team after after their last home game. But we'll, we'll see what the reaction is against, you know, when they come out against Tottenham, a Tottenham side that's got three wins on the bounce. So they seem to be in a groove. Obviously, they didn't get that game against Burnley. It got postponed, but... What I've seen from Tottenham is a lot more appetite to go forward. Bodies running beyond the ball, which we didn't necessarily get under Nuno. But you know a lot more about Spurs than I do, which is kind of why I laid in a lot more on Brighton than Spurs. <laughs> what do you reckon for this game? How are you feeling about Spurs at the moment and all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about booing. I mean, I think we had booing as well a couple of weeks ago in one of our matches and... I think that, you know, I'm not a booer. I'm not all there for booing. I don't have anything against people that boo, but, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't rate it that highly. Um, I think it gives a team who are already not that confident a little bit of a, yeah, it doesn't really make them want to come out and fight, but I think it actually had that effect for us. Um, so it kind of went in our favor, um, when that happened to us. So yeah, I, I don't know. Um, that's, that's booing, but, um, in terms of Brighton away, I mean, I don't think we have the best record when we play Brighton away, but um, I know Brighton have a significant amount of injuries um, this weekend. So potentially we might have a bit of a fighting chance with this one. Um, I think, as you said, we're coming off the back of three wins and like two clean sheets now as well. Um, and I've definitely seen progression in recent matches under Conte. Um, I think last time I was on here, I was you know talking about how disappointed I am with the squad that hasn't changed, but I have definitely seen um, progression in recent matches. And that's all you can really ask for um, is just progression. Um, you know, as you said as well, we've started getting forward more. Um, ben Davies, can I talk about Ben Davies? I don't know what's <laughs> happening with him. He's having a renaissance under Conte. 
Um, Skip as well is playing incredibly well. Mora, I don't even know where to begin with this guy. Um, he had such an awesome game on Sunday and the goal that he put in, like, I don't even know where that came from. That was incredible. Um, I think Kane's still lacking goals, you know, um, but Sonny's picked himself up again. Um, you know, I'm starting to feel a little bit more comfortable about the team at the moment. Um, you know, we do have the luxury of having, <laughs> we're not Norwich, so we do have the luxury of having some, some pretty decent fixtures coming our way other than, you know, Liverpool next weekend. So yeah, I think at the moment things are looking, are looking pretty, pretty good for us. Um, the only problem I have is, you know, at time of recording, I've just seen some news about a COVID outbreak in the Spurs camp with potentially up to seven of our key players out this weekend. Wow. So, wow, wow, wow. yeah, <laughs> I'm not too sure uh, what that's going to mean for this weekend. Um, I think in terms of Brighton, Mope scored the equaliser for them against Southampton on Saturday, which I think was a massive win for them. Um, but, yeah, like I said before, we're not the best away at Brighton. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You know, seeing this news about the COVID outbreak, I'm I'm kind of it's it's making me think I don't really know what to do about this prediction. Um, I think if we have our key players in, I think I'm going to call a two nil win to us. Um, I'm liking the clean sheet run of form lately, um, so I'm hoping to see more of it. But I don't know if we have a lot of our players out. I don't really know what that's going to mean for us. So I'm just hoping that we don't lose. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, and, you know, obviously, as you say, at time of recording, news coming out from our side of things, first and foremost, we hope everyone's safe, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and healthy and doing well, or at the very least on, on the mend, on the recovery. Um, yeah, and, and it's a bit tricky to to get a prediction for this game in that context of, of the unknown, but based on, you know, assuming and hoping that everything is fine. And, you know, if it's a false positive or something, then maybe players can come back quicker, but yeah, I I think Brighton do have a goal in them in this one. I know Spurs have kept clean sheets of late, but I think Mopé is, is, is due another goal. Um, So I can see him getting a goal in this. I've gone two one, uh, and I think in terms of the you know Spurs side and, and the outlook for them, I think you've summed them up really, really well. And and the the team that you were meant to play that, that the game got postponed, I mentioned them. That's <laughs> Burnley. They're our next game, Jody. Mm-hmm. They come up against a West Ham side that will be bouncing into this game <laughs> after their three-two win against Chelsea. I mean, West Ham are being the giant killers of late, uh, especially this season. And they kind of continued that top four hunt with a really, really big win for them. Uh, a big win, not just for them, but it was a big win for teams that were trying to get above Chelsea as well. So that had a, a huge impact on league standings, that game alone. They come up against a Burnley side who they find themselves currently in a relegation spot, mm-hmm. being in 18th, 18th place. Um a one nil loss to Newcastle last time around um, would not have been the type of result they needed going into a game against a West Ham side that is in the top four and looks to be playing good football at the moment. What do you make of this one? <clears throat> yeah, it's not looking good for Burnley this season, I don't think. Um, as you say, they're sitting deep in the relegation zone. I think losing to Newcastle at the weekend and only a win against Brentford in the season so far is not 
is not great really is it um I think we were lucky to have our Spurs match against them postponed um I don't know I just have a feeling that maybe they might have snuck a win against us in that one um I think you know it was a snowy day and if the match had have gone ahead they probably had a bit more of an advantage against us in terms of being able to play kind of in those conditions so I think we got really lucky um that we were able to have our match postponed against them um but yeah, like you said, I'm so worried about West Ham this season. Um, you know, I think for us, they're definitely the ones that we have to watch out for, for the top four position. Um, I think they're currently in fourth. Um, they've recently won against Chelsea, Liverpool and Villa. Like they just look so aggressive. They look so on it this season. Um, I think West Ham beat uh, Burnley at Turf Moor last time they played in May, I think this year. So, you know, I have no doubt that they're going to take a win against them as well. I think Burnley are just struggling too much this season. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see Burnley getting a goal either. So I think I'm going to say 2 0 to West Ham in this one. 2 0 to West Ham in that one. Um, yeah, it will be interesting to see if Sean Dodge can put a dent in. in West Ham's challenge for a top four. I'm with you in this one in terms of not seeing them being able to do it in this one. I've, I've gone two 0 as well, and very similar reasons to you. So I, I think you've summed that one up pretty pretty well. And it seems to be like the the guys that set up these fixtures were going based on you know in in some sort of logical form because we mentioned that Tottenham. I mean, we mentioned you know that Tottenham had that postponed game. That would have been with Burnley. And then Burnley last week played Newcastle. So it's only natural that we move on to our next game that does involve said Newcastle. They will be up against Leicester City at the King Power Stadium. Jody, what are you thinking about this Leicester-Newcastle game? I mean, Newcastle finally get a win. Um, big up, big up Newcastle. Uh, it, it definitely eases that tension of no team having a win this season. Like at least everyone's off the board. At least every fan has been able to celebrate a win, which is good. <laughs> that that's always good. Um, yeah. I don't like that. That kept <laughs> Norwich at the bottom of the table, oh. or moved them down to the bottom of the table, like rock bottom. Uh, that's not great. Um, <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, you know, we're being robbed with these dodgy fixtures. But. Um, yeah, are Newcastle going into this one as favourites? Question mark. Considering <laughs> Leicester's for, like Leicester have not been Leicester. I, I, yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. What? What's going on? <laughs> sort it out for us, right? Uh, yeah, Leicester haven't performed as well as I thought they would so far this season at all. Um, yeah, they've had one win in the last six matches. I think they're sitting in eleventh place on the table. Um, so yeah, not not good for for uh, Leicester at all at the moment. Um, yeah, but Newcastle, oh boy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean for their sake, I think they really want to turn things around pretty quickly if they don't want to go down, do they? Um, I think yeah, like you said, luckily for them, Norwich have taken the last spot. <laughs> Sorry, Norwich. Um, but yeah, they're sitting pretty dangerously down below as well. Um, they did get the win against Burnley over the weekend, like you said. Um, and I think, you know what, I think they're probably going to be holding on to that excitement for the home game this weekend. Um, I don't think they have a good record against Newcastle at home. Um, I think there was like a five nil spanking in 2019 or something, but other than that, yeah, it hasn't been too good for them. Um, I think this is a hard one. I think both teams have been stinking it up lately. 
Um, yeah, do you know what? I'm actually going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to call a Newcastle win. Oh, mate. I think, I've done the same thing. Yeah, I think Leicester have got some injuries. Um, and I think Newcastle are going to be pumped after last weekend. So I'm going to say 2 1 to Newcastle. Oh, I've gone 1 0 Newcastle. I've gone the back to back 1 0. Oh, so we've yeah. both gone with a a Newcastle win. So mm-hmm. for those at home, you know Leicester are going to turn up now. <laughs> There's no way that two people are predicting Leicester losing <laughs> this one and, and they're going to lose it. So you know they're turning up. Um, Jody, we end off this podcast in terms of game week predictions with Crystal Palace versus Everton. I genuinely think this could be a really fun game. Like a West Ham side, I mean uh, an Everton side, who obviously have had serious problems of late. They're starting to get a few of their injured players back. Obviously, none other bigger than the return of Richarlison. And he obviously then goes and gets the 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 crucial goal to get them back level with Arsenal in, in that Monday night game. And that kind of, you know, after having scored twice and being disallowed two goals i think rightfully so because he was offside but obviously when it's when it's a var decision you always feel a bit funny about it but anyway um so he's come back into the team he's brought a bit of life a bit of energy a bit of aggression damari gray obviously scored and i saw you mentioned i don't know if it was on twitter or where wherever it was that you took damari gray out of your fantasy team yeah. this week and then he goes and does that so commiserations to you on that one <laughs> but yeah so it will be interesting to see if Everton continue that more energetic style of football that we saw in the second half against Arsenal mm. against a Crystal Palace side who I was very complimentary about at the start of the season with how they were shaping up how they were approaching games but they do need to start getting points on the board it's all well and good being, you know, doing the right things on the pitch without scoring. But in the Premier League, you need to get wins, not just draws. You need to get wins on the board, especially if you want to stay up. And, and I, it's not something I thought about at the beginning of the season, but they are currently six points off of the relegation spots. So you, you'd think that's still okay, but considering that there are three teams on 16 points, 17th place is on 13, and then all of the bottom three are all on 10 points. So it's starting to get a bit too close for comfort, I think, for Christopher. They're having to start to look behind them instead of looking ahead. Yeah. What do you think of this game? I, I think I, I think for what it's worth at Salhurst Park, I think it's going to be a fun game. And I, this was the game I had the biggest issue predicting because I, I think it could go either way. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I, I actually think it's going to be pretty evenly matched. Um, and in, in that sense, I, I don't know if like you think it's, it's going to be like a high scoring game or a low scoring game. I think it's going to be kind of an exciting one to watch. Um, I think both teams are sitting on the lower end of the table. Um, I think Palace only being lucky against us as Spurs fans, uh, me as a Spurs fan, as us as Spurs. I think we had that horrible 3-0 scoreline back in September with them, so they got really lucky um, with that. But other than that, yeah, they haven't been looking too good. Um, I think they, they won against City and Wolves, though. So, yeah, it's been it's been a very interesting season so far for them. Um 
Yeah, I mean, I think they've been struggling to get forward. I think they've had some significant injuries as well. Um, I think Everton obviously took the win against Arsenal that we spoke about last night. Um, and I think that was really awesome from them. Um, yeah, I think they're still missing Calvert-Lewin for this one. So I think that's going to prove an issue again for them. Um, and I think historically they've had quite a few draws, but I think Everton have been the better side on most of those occasions for them. So, yeah, I think based on last night's match, just looking at the hunger kind of from the team and I'm hoping, you know, Damari Gray might pick up some some more again for them. Um, I think I'm going to call an Everton win for this one. I, I'm going down the lower end. I think I'm going to call 1-0. Um, 1-0 to Everton for this one. Awesome stuff. Great way to to end it off at a nice solid 1-0 win for Everton, you said, um, which would give them back-to-back wins. As we said, they get that win against Arsenal in that Monday night game last time around. From my perspective, I think it is going to be the 3-2 that you called for the Chelsea game. Mm-hmm. I okay. think it's going to be 3-2 to Crystal Palace. I think the crowd's going to be in for a great, <laughs> great game. I think it's it's going to be... I just, it's just so there to be a good game. Everton coming on the counter-attack, driving from midfield with the likes of Decore, and then the exciting wingers that Crystal Palace have. Oh, I, <laughs> I think low-key this could be the game of the weekend, even though there are some tasty fixtures. But Jody, that's going to do it for another episode of A Tad Predictable. Do you have anything you want to plug, put over, or promote before we wrap up? um just you can find me on twitter at spursy141 um also i host a tottenham player rating show called judge jody um on a monday night so you can find that on paxton road tv on youtube um as well as coming on here from time to time as well awesome stuff from my end go ahead and check out all of the awesome content on the epl index website we have match previews post-match reviews player performances also all of the news that you could wish for including you know transfer news that's starting to get close to january so if you want to kind of catch up on where the rumors are you know for certain players and certain teams definitely go to eplindex.com of course there is the daily podcast show the two footer podcast with dave hendrick finally also check out the flagship show that runs weekly it's the epl roundtable where kev devries sits down with panelists from respective epl teams they do reviewings and previewing of the happenings around the epl follow the show's uh, twitter page this show's twitter page at a tad predictable on twitter follow at epl index on twitter subscribe to epl index podcast channel on your podcast providers give us five stars write some positive comments guys if you're so inclined that stuff goes a long way i cannot i cannot stress that enough how how much that stuff really really helps us out and i do appreciate those that have sent in their comments and and five star ratings um go sign up for the free season prediction competition eplindex.com stroke predictions uh stand a chance to win so all you have to do is get your team signed up get your game week predictions in at eplindex.com stroke predictions each week it's completely free to enter free to play all you have to do is register make sure each week you're saving your your predictions guys be sure to save your predictions for each page so save once you finish completing the scores for each page save and then click next so you can get to the next batch of fixtures for that game week uh, so that your scores do get registered um 
And then, you know, if you do end up on the top of the leaderboard come the end of the EPL 2021-2022 EPL season, you stand a chance to win a £100 voucher for EPL shop, which is pretty damn cool. And then you also get £300 cash prize from our awesome sponsors, Liberty Shield VPN. Guys, you know Liberty Shield is the one. Uh, they're 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 fantastic we love those guys and girls and and that they they're showing us love back as well with that cash prize for 300 pounds for you guys so huge thank you to them um i've been to the you can find me on twitter at tad predicts we have a brand new intro song that i absolutely love huge thank you to obi semenya he's at john empire sa he was one of our guests last week's show as well our producer behind the glass guy drinkle he's at guy drinkle on twitter she's been jody mckinnis our reigning defending undisputed champion that's at spursy 141 on twitter and remember chisinga perry Taken away by Wicks. Let's see it! Oh, it's glorious! And it's Ward Prowse who strikes it! Bamford shot. Oh, brilliant! The Pogba! Oh, what a finish! Came out to him. Menez! Pick that one out! What a goal by Harry Kane! Saka, 2 0. Jesse Lingard! Oh, thumping finish! The champions of 2021 are Manchester City. Sports Social Podcast Network.